Ready to end overwhelm and turn your dreams into inspired action? Welcome to the Get Fired Up and Focus podcast, where you'll learn how to plan, prioritize, and fire up your productivity so you can work less and live more. And now your host, MBA award-winning business strategist and Mama Panur, Rachel Cook. If you're ready to get fired up and focused, I've created a free 21-day course to help you get laser-focused, turbocharge your productivity, and get bigger results faster in your business. Give me 30 minutes a day, and I'll show you how you can work less and live more. Visit firedupandfocus.com slash podcast to get instant access to the entire Fired Up and Focused challenge delivered to your inbox daily, as well as exclusive bonuses only available to podcast listeners. You're listening to the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, episode seven. Have you ever had your best ideas while you're taking a shower or when you're waking up from a dream or during your yoga or meditation practice? If you've ever experienced that flash of insight or maybe even finally figured out the solution to some problem during one of those moments when your mind has just been wandering freely, then you've experienced what's been called the creative pause. More and more creative people are finally recognizing the importance of allowing your mind some room to just be, to observe, to wander around. And this is probably completely different than what you expected me to talk about in a podcast about productivity. Most people think that being highly productive is about always being on. It's about doing more, about always being on task, about always working on something, squeezing more onto an already overflowing plate. What I've realized is this approach is just not conducive to doing your best, highest level, most creative work. It can actually be counterproductive to creating high productivity and high performance in your business and your life. That's where integrating a creative pause into your week comes in. A creative pause is essentially giving your brain some white space. It's about creating a distraction-free period so that your mind can wander and your subconscious can have the bandwidth it needs to have these new creative connections. In today's society, distraction-free, it really can be as simple as being screen-free. It's obvious that we are surrounded by screens 24-7. Most of us are spending eight hours a day looking at a computer And then we have an iPad by our side and a phone in our pocket. We're always looking at a screen. You don't have to do more than walk down a busy sidewalk to realize that our entire society is obsessed with being plugged in all the time. People don't look up and smile anymore. We're looking down as we're tweeting or firing off an email. When your mind is always attached to these devices, literally addicted to them, then it's distracted from being in the present moment. You're not allowing yourself the space that your brain, your subconscious really needs to wander around so that it can sort through everything, all the ideas, all the inputs that you're constantly bombarding it with. When you create this more distraction-free time, you're giving yourself, your brain, the space it needs to make those connections, to tie up those loose ends. So one of the best things you can do to begin experimenting with a creative pause is to add a mindfulness practice to your workday. I've shared a little bit about this with you already, 
We've created a few mindfulness practices by creating a ritual to start and end your day. Another thing we've used is the Pomodoro technique, which allows you to have these short, highly focused, productive bursts of energy, and then you unplug, you take a break, and allow your mind some breathing room. By adding these creative pauses through your day, by doing something novel or frivolous or just silly during those breaks, like reading a fiction book or taking a walk or running around with your kids, it allows your brain to relax And then when you come back to work, you're refreshed. You're ready to be even more productive and engaged. You can also use these types of mindfulness practices in your routine daily tasks. Just like when you have those short bursts of inspiration when you're in the shower, you can have that same burst of inspiration when you're doing something like washing the dishes or folding laundry or walking to meet your kids at the bus stop. When you allow yourself to use those times to just do what you're doing, to just be present without adding more inputs into your brain, then it'll have the space it needs to make these new connections and insights. The final way that you can have a mindfulness practice is by having a physical practice. This is making sure that you have movement in your day. You're walking or running or working out or taking a yoga class or going to dance class. It's not about zoning out with headphones or TV, but actually getting in your body, paying attention to what's happening in your physical body. Being present with yourself will allow you to drop in and to get reconnected so that you come out of that practice more engaged and more aware of what's going on, of the strength already inside of you and the world around you. The most amazing thing about adding even one of these types of mindfulness practices into your routine is you're allowing space for these creative pauses on a regular basis where your subconscious goes to work for you. You're basically telling your subconscious, okay, We're shifting down gears. We're going to level down, power down to about 70% of our normal productiveness. And when you allow your subconscious to go to work, it will find those new ideas, those new insights, and you'll have those flashes of inspiration. To take this another level deeper, I want to share a concept that I learned from the amazing Danielle Laporte. A few years back, she wrote a fabulous blog post about creativity, the corpse pose, and what to do between projects. Many yogis know that Shavasana is the pose we do at the end of our yoga practice. We're literally laying on our backs, our feet and our arms outstretched, and it's the time that we're using at the end of our physical practice to integrate all the work that we did on the mat so that when we get up and leave the studio, we're leaving our practice we're refreshed, we're renewed, we have this new sense of energy and enthusiasm, we're ready to take on the day. And most entrepreneurs, they just do not allow themselves to have this kind of integration time. We work on these big projects, we create workshops and retreats and new programs and all this amazing new content. We're always focused on creating, creating, creating this huge body of work which requires a lot of intense, highly focused energy. And then we start to burn ourselves out because we haven't given ourselves a space, this shavasana, to integrate and process the work that we've done before we start the next thing. And there's actual negative side effects of hyperproductivity. When you're in a highly productive state, you've created this bubble 
And it usually means that to be highly productive, you've put something else on hold so that you can focus on doing your highest level work. So if you've got a big project you're working on, a big launch you're focused on, maybe you've had to put your personal life on hold. Maybe you didn't get to your laundry this week or pay all your bills. And there's just things you've got to catch up with. Maybe you put the rest of your business on hold. Maybe you said, I'm not going to answer my emails for the next couple days. I'm not going to be on Facebook or social media. I'm going to be super focused on creating this thing. So then when you come out of that focused bubble, the instinct is to catch up, to catch up on life, to catch up on business. At the same time, though, your brain doesn't need you to jump into catching up. It needs you to power down. It needs you to rest and recharge. So if you're always on the go, 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 if you are always in that highly productive mode, then you're treating your brain and your body like a machine. And the truth is, we just aren't machines. Your brain and your body needs a break. And even machines need a break. Machines need to be shut down. They need maintenance. If you've ever left your computer on for days on days on end, you will see it begin to slow down. You'll get less out of it. Same thing with your iPhone. You need to power that baby off once in a while so that it works the way that you want it to at the speed you want it to work at. Your brain and your body is the same way. If you don't give it that space to power down, then everything stops working at the optimal level. Another productivity side effect you got to watch out for is a productivity high. When we're really fired up because we just completed this big thing, then we have this feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm on fire. I just got so much done. And it creates this ravenous feeling and you start looking around going, what else can I do? What else needs to get done? It's creating an almost manic state and you end up doing yourself a huge disservice. You'll put yourself on the fast track to burnout if you go from one huge project rushing straight in to the next things that need to get done. So don't jump feet first into the next big project. Your brain and your body needs time to rest, to recoup, and to rejuvenate. Again, it all comes down to integration. It's about giving yourself that downtime, that rest and rejuvenation time, so that you can come back to work refreshed and bring your A-game every single day to your work, to your family, to your life, to everything that matters most to you. So how do we do this? Danielle called it the business shavasana. A business shavasana is where you're creating some space to unplug from your business on a regular basis. In fact, I recommend having a business shavasana at least one full day a week. And by unplug, I actually mean unplugging. This is where you're not going to do any work on your computer. You're not checking your business email. You're not jumping in to respond on social media. It's not the day on the weekend that you're trying to catch up with all the things you didn't get done during the week. We're trying to shift that mindset. This is all about focusing on yourself, focusing on your self-care, on your family time. This is that one day a week where you get to read those books you've been putting on hold. You get to go see that amazing art exhibit you've been hearing about. You get to actually enjoy a hobby outside of your business. Crazy, right? Having a hobby? I highly recommend you go get one. This is time to re-engage with your life and take a step back from your business. Taking this a step deeper, seasonal or quarterly business shavasana retreats are so good for the soul of your business. 
These could be three or four days where you literally step out from the day-to-day in your business. It could be times where you take your family on a mini vacation or a long weekend, or it could be a solo retreat. Seasonal business shavasana retreats are so good for the soul of your business. These could just be a long weekend, three or four days where you step away from the day-to-day and your business in life. These could be times where you're taking your family on a mini vacation, or you could just take yourself on a solo retreat. Go check yourself into a B&B, go to the yoga classes you've heard about, just pamper yourself for a few days. Let yourself really rest up for this next period of huge creative work. It could even be time when you get your friends together, whether they're personal friends and you just want to reconnect and have some fun and deepen those relationships, or your business BFFs, the people who are entrepreneurs just like you, who support and encourage you, and you can get them together to work on your business. So the last example is a little bit different, but I found that when I have these kind of quarterly business shavasana retreats with my business BFFs, we're all relaxing, we're focused on getting out of our normal day, we're not plugged into our email or our social media, we're just enjoying our time together, but we have these incredible conversations. We talk about the challenges that we're having or the projects that we're working on or the ideas that we have, and so much happens without being in the nitty gritty. We all come back really excited and lit up about what we wanna do in our business. And finally, commit to a real vacation every year. I talk to so many entrepreneurs who are years into their business and they realize that they've barely had a weekend off, much less a whole week off. And this is really important for your sanity, for your own emotional and spiritual well-being. You need to block off some time every single year. Now, the good thing is, as you begin to implement these concepts from the Get Fired Up and Focus podcast, you'll find that you actually don't need as much vacation time as you think you do. Um, And what I mean by that is, I don't look for an entire month to just completely check out of my business. Again, I love what I'm doing, so I love working. But because I've built in these weekends off and I have regular quarterly long weekends to take these business shavasanas, then I can go in and have a week or two week long vacation during the summer and then again during the holiday season. And it helps me to have these relaxing, rejuvenating periods on a regular basis. This really is the secret to making sure that you're not burning yourself out by working all the time. So again, too many of us forget that we need space, we need breaks, or we'll find ourselves working years on end without ever taking a real vacation. So make sure you're blocking out at least one or two weeks a year where you're not working on your business. It will make such a profound difference when you're able to come back and get to work with a refreshed, renewed, restored mindset. Okay, it's time to get into inspired action and make time for a business shavasana. So first, what creative pause are you going to add to your workday today? Here's a few of my favorites. Going to lunch by yourself, not with a book, not with your iPhone, just going to lunch, just actually sitting there, tasting the food and watching, observing the people around you. Another one of my favorites is going for a long walk in nature. And again, I'm not listening to 
a course. I don't have my earbuds in listening to music. Just going through a walk in the park. Me and nature listening and being aware to what's happening around me. And another one of my favorites, especially if you are a little bit on the serious side like I tend to be, you need to have some silly or frivolous time. So sitting on the back porch and blowing bubbles or drawing sidewalk chalk pictures on the driveway with my kids, something that's fun and lighthearted, it really allows me to get out of my normal, super serious, business-focused state. And now that you've got a creative pause for your day, let's schedule your first business shavasana. Again, we don't need to throw you into the deep end. You don't need to take all of next week off. But let's start with a half day or just one day a week where you can unplug from your business. If that means that you need to hide your cell phone, put it in a cabinet, or take the apps off so that you can have Saturday and Sunday to do something just for you, then go for it. I actually deleted several of my social media and email apps. And I can't tell you how much more relaxed I feel without all of that bombarding me every single day. So that day off, it's a perfect day to read a fiction book you've been wanting to read, to go to the movies. When was the last time you did that? To volunteer for a nonprofit you love, to go on a solo retreat, Go ahead and get out of your business and get back to being engaged with your life. You've accomplished a ton this week. Now it's time to go have some fun. If you're loving the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment to rate and review the podcast in iTunes. When you do, it helps me to reach and serve more amazing entrepreneurs just like yourself who are ready to kiss stress and busy work goodbye. Ready for even more ease and less stress in your business? Get the entire 21-day Fired Up and Focus Challenge plus exclusive bonuses just for podcast listeners delivered to your inbox for free when you visit firedupandfocus.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Get Fired Up and Focus. Oh,